0: Yeah. Sure.
1: Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of Mescal again, the show of the Valley, Texas, speaking Spanish, being in sales, and so much more. Today, February 14th, 2024, is Darcy Cabrera from Rosa Luna's birthday, and we just recorded this chat a few weeks back. It's quite moving. It really is the first, I think, that Darcy's done on the mic about her life and her success, her personal aspirations for growth. And so much more. Really lovely conversation. So without further ado, I hope you all enjoy this great chat with Darcy Cabrera of Rosa Luna Mezcal.
2: Yes, she she really (laughs) did. She really did. She. So first off, I grew up in an environment and with my family that. The mo- so my first language, mm-hmm. right? Mi primer lenguaje era en el español. Mm-hmm. So I was that ESL student that I needed to is learn. Is that right? Yeah, so um, English is my second language and Spanish is my first. So the moment I walked through that door as a sign of respect, I needed to speak to my mom in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, now it kind of loses itself a little bit, you know, growing up in Texas and, and whatnot, you kind of lose your Spanish. But my mom always asked me, ¿Cómo estás, mija? ¿Qué necesitas? Mm-hmm. Because every time I come from school, I would always have a fresh plate of food. It mm. was something very nice, but I wouldn't eat it right away. And you would think that whenever you're coming home from school, you'd be so hungry.
0: Yeah, right. As
2: kids, like, you get so hungry. And it's like, I'm starving, mom. Like, you know, what do you... So my mom always had a fresh plate, which was mole, the, the finest of the finest with rice. And um, I wasn't eating it. And she'd be like, What's going on? What's what's up? Because she would have, it's essentially dinner. mm -hmm,
0: She mm -hmm. would have
2: it with me. It's a nice little, it's a nice way to have your child talk to you because you're sitting down and you're having conversations. Uh, Again, there is no phones there, Mm -hmm. right? At the time, you're just, you know, nowadays kids will be at, at the dinner table and they'll be busting out their iPads or, their phones but my mom had this magic where she knew how to grasp me with the foods that she knew I would be really happy with I hated broccoli she would put cheese on it (laughs) so she essentially just talked to me like hey how was your day and then you know that's how the things would come out of like what my day was looking at like or hey you know today I didn't do so good at running Mm. or today you know, I, I got to see in math. I'm not very great at math, but that's something that she's like, okay, well, let's see, see your homework. Let's work on it a little yeah. later. Eat a little bit, watch a little bit of cartoons, play a video game, but let's get back to it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what made my mom so special that she was able to connect with me. My best friend was able to have that conversation with me to say or ask those questions. So I was very open with her. Yeah. And she fulfilled every single day that I went to school and came back and I was able to speak to my mom at that level. I,
1: I think that's in- incredible. And I, when I went to go visit my folks mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving last week, I I don't, I'm sarcastic. And, and by, if I say this and people laugh because they've, they've known me a long time, like I'm- That's I'm, an
2: understatement. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, there you go, see exactly. But so Kay and I went up to visit, it was the first time she's visiting my parents. And I said, because I'm not like particularly sarcastic with her, like we're cheeky and stuff, but I I feel like I'm more just loose and I'm not trying to make jokes all the time. Yeah. Although when I travel, it's, it becomes, but I said, I got a lot of that sarcasm from my mom. And I said, if you, you know, when you meet her and you talk, you might get that kind of sense. So I knew that there were things about loving animals that I got from my mom as mm-hmm. we were talking about. The sarcasm, the compassion for all cultures, because my mom was born in San Francisco. She, there was no, nothing off limit in terms of the things she would expose me to as a kid, you know, and so I've, like i'm pretty enriched in that way and so now kind of as you have this chance to reflect I'm, i'm sure it's very tough still with your mom having passed recently but what are some things you think that you can be proud of that you got from her kinds of things in your personality or the way that you treat other people
2: my mom was just a force to be reckoned with she was so strong um you know being raised her being raised by my grandfather and grandmother, they're just very hard, right? Mm-hmm. The, from San Luis Potosí, del south. So
0: yeah.
2: it, deep in the heart of Mexico where there's no light and you would basically use restrooms as like I mentioned before, like it was, it, it was essentially a hole mm-hmm. in the ground. So my mom grew so much from where she was at and knowing that she wanted to provide the best for us. What I grabbed from her is to never stop wanting what you truly want inside. Mm. What do you want to gain out of life, Darcy? What do you want? What are the big tools? No te rajes, is what mm. she would tell me. Like, don't back down. Mm-hmm. If you want that, Mika, go get it. Also, how are you going to get it? Whether it's through, you know, educating yourself, depending on what is your goal but um for my mom she was very powerful in the sense that i did not have the chance to fail mm. so she would always Which, be
1: yeah tell me more about that right like so obviously she's there supporting you she's asking questions she wants your journey to be the right. best that's possible but not having a chance to fail what does that mean
2: not having a chance to fail like of course my mom's always told me like you know when you fail like that's the best way to learn a little bit more about that yeah but as a whole in general like your option you're not going to fail oh I see. you were I see. born to be a rock star. Yeah. You're born to be dercy Diana Aguilar. Mm-hmm. You are born you are my daughter. You're in, in, in essence an example of me. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So
2: all the tools that I've learned throughout life, I'm gonna give that to you because I don't want you to feel at any point que algo te vaya a faltar. Mm-hmm. Because the only way you're going to amount to earn, earn, mm-hmm. because you don't just get things, mm-hmm. you earn them by working hard towards it and that was brought down to my brother frank my sister iris and my brother Ugo, and myself we all had to work our asses off to get what we want we were, it was never a silver spoon yeah you know and if it, moving on like i buying the things that i wanted i remember i wanted when i was a little girl i always wanted this little like kitchen made um you know the play-doh things and and all that stuff i I wanted like a little kitchen made play that i can go and cook because my mom was always cooking i wanted to do it myself and she's like if you want that you have to work for that Mm -hmm. as a little girl and i was like what do you mean work for it what does that mean well when you come home do your chores yeah right So, and the chores are, they're very light. Pero ponte a mapear, so, or ponte a escober, if I'm pronouncing it right, but basically sweet broom and pick up after yourself and make sure you eat what you need to be eating. So if she feeds me a plate, eat it. Um, And in general, be respectful. Mm. My mom never wanted me to disrespect any of our family members. And that's how you grow to be a better human and a better person. So she was always teaching me the small little tools. Mm. So even feeding the dogs, like go feed the dogs, right? right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's doing all those things. So she sees that I'm taking tasks away from her, from her hard life of having to do everything, work, double shifts. Mm. But when she got home, she saw that the dishes were washed. She's like, oh, okay, that's awesome. So she's able to buy me a, uh, of uh, you know, the VCRs, right? So right. like she was able to buy me the next Disney. Um, collection of whatever would come out during that time.
1: Sure. What, did, what did she do when she was so, working, whether it's overnight or... Yeah, so
2: my mom, she uh, worked at uh, Mission Western Wear uh, when I was very young. She worked at Mission Western Wear and um, with that too, at night, she would go and she would print on t-shirts. So she mm, was working mm. at a company where they would print on like just a layer, right? So yeah. if you may speak and then they would sell off to, you know, walmart and all that stuff right, but right. your day job was walmart night job was going to a printing shop and you know ne- back in the day 13 an hour was was a lot of money right which is crazy because like you this, really is, a mission, do right? that. this is a mission right this is mission texas so my mom was there when um i would arrive home from school and in the morning she would always you know hey the bus is here you have so many minutes mm-hmm. to eat your food but you're going they would feed us at lunch there at school i would come back she was there to greet me i would eat my meal i knew she had to leave so i had so much time um and my grandparents were there and they were there to help take care of me cuz i was so young you mm-hmm. can't leave mm-hmm. kids under you know the age of what 13 yeah. now it's what what's the age status that you can leave your kid behind
1: you know what, Darcy, I have no idea.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I'm have,
1: oblivious to exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. That's
2: what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know that. But I what I do know is that I remember that after finishing my meal, my mom would leave and I would go and walk over to my grandparents' house. And I needed to behave. I can't right. be having my grandparents running after me and like, what are you doing, This Diana? You know, and my mom would always say, make sure you respect them. Make mm-hmm. sure. So she always um, guided me in the sense of, grow up to be a respectful person mm-hmm. and just be kind. Yes. Be kind. Be kind to anything. One day I escaped from my grandparents. <laughs>
0: Escape.
2: Yeah, I escaped. So I loved all the animals. We raised um German shepherds and I remember mm. Yeah. <laughs> really amazing animals. Um really smart at that. Mm-hmm. You know, they work in the in the police force and whatnot. But um, I left my grandparents' house so little and I went chasing after the dogs because there was a monte right in front of our house, yeah. like across the street and, uh, the dogs just took off and I was like, oh my God, you know, I needed to go like play with them. So I got lost for a few hours and nobody can find me. Not like nowadays, you can put trackers on your kids and put like that little, little apple mm-hmm. thing the and air tag yeah, yeah, the air tag. Exactly. Um, damn if only we had that back in the day right but um
1: <laughs> on the dogs too right? <laughs> yeah on the dogs
2: on the dogs too but what ended up happening is like i took off for two hours and my grandpa said that he just saw the dog walking w- wagging his tail <laughs> and he's like there should, where's dercy you know and the dog was wagging his tail next thing you know here i come with four dogs i'm in the middle and i'm coming back Next thing you know, my grandpa was like, There's Idiana, on es estado. Holy cow. I never got spanked growing up. Yeah. But my grandfather being the father figure, he I just remember him so mad. Mm. He did not bust out his belt, but you know what he did? He sat me down and he's like, You're gonna sit down right there. And you're not going to move until your mother gets back and you're going to have to tell your mother exactly what you did.
1: Which is even worse, right?
2: Right. Because yeah. again, my mom was always telling me, yeah. Darcy, you know, I want you to be able to not give your grandparents wrath. Right.
0: Yeah. They're
2: my they're my grandparents. You know, you think about it nowadays, like you don't want to give them worries. What happens if they get a heart attack? Because you just went missing, which probably that's <laughs> what's going on. And um, I just remember my mom coming back home and she saw me and she she didn't spank me all she said was like you know what i get it i understand you wanted to go play however the next time you need something you want those next pairs of shoes Mm. we're gonna skip them oh wow and never did that happen again
1: (laughs) but it's funny too because i look at it's like we were just trying to get the dogs i was (laughs) just
2: trying to hang out with the dogs you know (laughs) They ran off. Yeah, they ran, yeah, up, they ran right? off. Like, I was just trying to reel them back.
1: Got it. Kind of, yeah. One of the, the conversations that we had the other night, and honestly, which which's which interesting to me because seldom do I talk. Like we we've known each other and stuff. We haven't right. like really talked until that night. And I, I don't normally do that, that. But you're here, and we're peers. We're in the same industry and stuff, so it makes a lot of sense. But there was something that you said, and and you know names remain anonymous or whatever. But you received a call mm-hmm. because. This person viewed you as someone that was strong, successful, and really had such a, a foundational backbone and strength that they could rely on you to, to share some things that they were going through. Right? right. And so knowing that I'm sure this is not the first time or the only time that this happened. Do you view yourself like view yourself like looking in the mirror? Mm-hmm. Do you view yourself as that strong person? That people can count on and that even if unintentionally you set an example for others
2: absolutely so this is where myself comes as humbling and um going through what i did in the past two and a half years um was very hard for me yeah and being able to jump those hurdles and don't get me wrong it was tough for me um i lost my mother right Mm -hmm. and that to me you know she's my still is my best friend i speak to her all the time but it was really hard i felt like i lost a piece of my soul Mm -hmm. and so people seeing that me still heart launching a brand finding out that you know one of my siblings had gone missing finding out that i was gonna get married that year with my ceremony not finding out but you know that was always in the in in the book like we were always gonna do that it was it was there it just so happened that my mom ended up passing out that year um not passing out passing away sorry for that but um people seeing that and I, I like to share my story all the time through Instagram so that people get a real raw of who I am so that they don't see just the glitz and g- glamour of the success that I'm having in life. Because I do truly believe that somebody, someone, almost everyone out there is going through their own shit. And so when I share that, I feel that that's what brings people to come to me to open themselves up and I'm able to at least let them know how I handled my situations. Because by all means, I'm not saying that, oh yeah, I'm the best at what I how I handled it and whatnot. No, I had a lot of great mentors in my life mm-hmm. that showed me a, a, of how to go about certain things, right. right? How to approach people that are fake or evil and how to approach that situation without having to let your emotions or the the ugly side of you come out and that's what gave me so much motivation to be able to speak to that person that called me that night because it did definitely reminded me a lot of what I went through but me feeding that person being able to advise that person or just give them a little bit of light showed me that wow like I'm not being the spokesperson of it, but I'm just showing you the trajectory of my life, of, mm-hmm. of what I went through, and hopefully it changes or, or impacts people in a different way.
1: Oh, I love that. Right? That's, that's what it is. Like we, I don't, I don't view myself in any particular way. I just kind of do the things that I think are the right things to do. Right? Humility, as you say, was a really good tenet that your mom put into. Same with, same with my mom. And when people say that they appreciate us or they, whether they say it or not, they're relying on us for some kind of sense of confidence or some kind of advice, maybe. Maybe sometimes I think that that's what being successful is. Right. Have you thought about, like, what does that word mean to you, being successful?
2: Being successful to me is being happy mm. and with yourself, mm-hmm. within you, Um. I struggle a lot with also understanding what enough means for me because I have such high standards. Um, I come from a family in military.
1: Right, Navy SEALs, right?
2: Yeah, Navy SEALs, Navy, the whole thing. And so it, for me, having that bar, Mm. knowing that, you know, we are lions, not sheep, Mm -hmm. that's my momentum and inner self of your conscience telling me all the time hey you don't have a choice to fail like you are not going to hit rock bottom although you might feel it you're not going to and so when people come to me and they honestly they don't even just come to me for advice it's more the sense of like can i just vent mm -hmm. And then ends up becoming yeah, and then ends up becoming a a hey, it's okay to feel this way, but it's the come up Mm -hmm. after that, because even if you do fail, and by means like I'm I'm no one perfect, I have failed many many times, and that's that's where I'm at where I'm at today because I've learned from my mistakes, and 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 understanding what the reason of it was, I'm able to share that to mm. people. And I'm I'm not I'm not going to just be here like, oh no, I'm 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 great. I'm great. No, no, no. I'm gonna share what it is. Because if you don't, then who how else are other people gonna understand how to be in a sense so successful? Right. You're you're feeding them the wisdom. And a lot of the times I I used to think, well, you need to look to your ancestors, <coughs> the a lot old you know more wise people i wouldn't say old but a lot more wiser people because they've you know they're in their 50s 60s so you go to them and you ask them for advice but literally like it's your counterparts it's your friends it's you Mm -hmm. that we can come to and ask those questions because they might have gone through that gone through something something somewhat similar and so when you come to them they will give you a little bit of advice or not even advice. will just tell you their story. And so you're like, shit, I'm not here by myself.
1: That's a it, <clears throat> maybe one of the most powerful things is that we depression, let's just say sadness, loss, mm-hmm. grief. These are things that are a shared experience across mankind, humanity, you know, and a lot of us feel kind of alone this moments. is really good by That's the good. way and Sorry well so no of course because I try to, to pick something you. <laughs> from your homeland of San Luis Potosí this is the saliana de Compania which is a different kind of clay distillation out of San Luis potosi just figured you know let's pay homage to the homeland of course but in all of this appreciation in this transparency of you sharing what you've been through which hopefully we can touch to that a little bit. I'm finding for me lately, what I really am looking forward to doing is giving back. I don't want to use a word that's so heavy as mentorship, but if someone needs guidance business-wise, emotionally, creatively, all of that, that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm wanting like, I've, I've done some shit. So like, let me give it back to people. So are you in that chapter yet? It sounds like you're already kind of doing it, but what does it sound? Is it sound appealing? Yes, to have, absolutely. To be a, a mentor.
2: It absolutely does because it feels like I've amounted to something in life.
1: Mm.
2: It's not that I'm searching for it. Right. It's actually coming to me. So I, I don't want to force anything on anyone. You don't pick up the phone and you call a friend like, hey, like, let me give you some advice. Right, no, right. no, you let them come to you. And it, it's it's it, if they come to you, then that means you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. It's genuine mm. yeah. rather than just being out there and just, Hey, I'm this, and hey, I'm that, and how can I help? And being the spokesperson, like that's that's not who I am. I yeah. want to always have an open door to any friend, or foe, or enemy at oh, that Oh, as well. Yes, yeah, yes. or enemy at that is just to hey, like we haven't connected, and we might have had a fallout, but if you reach out to me and you just have something to say that you're going through. I'm more than happy to speak to you about right. it. I'm not going to not answer your phone call. I'm not going to not go have a cocktail with you. It's more the sense of of connecting at a certain level cuz we're all somewhat connected in our universe, right. right? I feel that we're all here to learn from each other and we need to be able to take that grace and an opportunity because a lot of us are growing in many different ways and paths we're learning so much from you know when you come to Elon Musk right like who I I truly do love like mm-hmm. him you know like it's listening to his podcasts and understanding where he got to to where he is aerospace all that good stuff and it's like what why what brings you to that it's just he just wanted to do something more something greater for the people mm-hmm continue to educate each other but i might not i might know something that others don't and vice versa right it's the only way you're able to continue your self growth and self development because mm-hmm. because if, if not you're con- you're just going to continue to go to therapists.
1: yeah i mean well and i, I have no which issue which is not bad yeah exactly like i have no issue with, it's actually with great. pursuing therapy and i know a lot of folks do that and i think it, it, for me yeah, I know you're right you, here. You, yeah. And like, <laughs> I stopped uh, just because there were other methods for me. But
2: what do you mean? This is your therapy, sir. It's speaking to other people and <laughs> learning from others. I think that's the beauty of it all. Jack of all trades here.
1: Darcy, don't give away my trade secrets mm-hmm. here. I don't <laughs> want everybody to still believe that I'm, I'm doing this just purely altruistically here that I'm sitting. Right. I was, this is something that we talked about and something that that you felt was essential in me understanding you that we talked about the other night and to whatever detail you want to, to, to recount this. But I was thinking about Batman the other day. I don't know why, but Christopher <laughs> Nolan has come up a lot in conversation. Right. Uh, Kate and I just watched Interstellar the other night, which was really a beautiful movie. Op and I just came out and it's in the theater and stuff. And so I was like, oh yeah, we were talking about Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins and everything. And the thing is with Batman, if you ever want to understand his motivations, you go back and you look at that night in the alley by the theater, what happens to his parents, right? right. which transforms a young child into something of an icon a hero. thereafter, a hero, indeed. And you detailed a situation that had occurred to you, or rather that that you had endured as a, as a young, I think five-year-old, five yes. years old, you said, and... Potentially driving you into studying criminal justice at Texas State and everything, which were both two bobcats, which is good. I didn't know that. The
2: two yes. Were a fellow Eat them up, cats. <laughs>
1: but to whatever extent you want to describe this moment, because for me, it's it's so wildly vibrant. But to me, it demonstrates a shifting, a moment that things changed for you. Right, And so again, you know, I know what this moment is, but but I, I know that to some extent it's something that I think perhaps defines a part of you.
2: Yes, it really does. Um, so speaking, you know, of our conversation when uh, we last hung out together, it was uh, definitely kind of, uh, we shed some tears, didn't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we shed some tears. It's tough because it's it was, tough. I
1: could just read it on your face. And I've had, we've all had moments like that. But I wouldn't say as, as maybe as gritty as what you you right. described to me. But I could tell that perhaps that's when you lost your innocence, and maybe that's even what you said to me, right? Right? And I can't even pinpoint a moment in my own life
2: mm-hmm.
1: where that I could say
2: right. So I grew up um, watching Disney, you know, the Babby movie, and I wanted to just be around animals as always, and sense of why I uh, escaped and took off with With the the German shepherds (laughs) and whatnot and so I was always around animals had bunnies um, that my family would always uh, gift me Um, so I was five years old and my mom you know being a single mother my siblings were in Navy SEALs my sister was in California and uh, my grandparents were just you know a block away Less than a block away, was basically same acreage cause
0: mm-hmm.
2: I owned land. Um, I was you know able to go to my grandparents and whatnot. but uh, there was a night and during that time that it really changed the trajectory of Ducy's life. Mm. And I would say that it resembles who I am today by how strong I am now. And I, when I say strong is because, um, no child would ever want to go through what I did, um, that evening. I won't mention the date exactly cause it's a little bit choppy for me
0: mm.
2: as young as I was, but, um, I remember, you know, having this big gate, right. That would close um, the entry to our home. And so it was an electric gate. So if you put a rock, it's going to block it. And, um, I slept with my mom at least till I was like 12 Mm -hmm. years old. I was just, you know, very best friends with my mom. I always loved sleeping with my mom. So five years old, um, I slept next to my mom and I was in my little PJs, little like Cinderella PJs. It was super cute. Um, and, uh, I just remember that I heard a banging on the door and um my mom woke up and she's like you know stay in bed don't know who that is but i can see through the window there's a big big like just so much light like i could not see outside because there's so much light
1: mm.
2: into like a, the whole like flashlight kind of thing no it no. was it's like a beam of light okay into um our home that you couldn't really see out mm. and it looked a lot like a huge um SWAT cop car right and so i just stayed looking that way still underneath the covers and just peeking and looking out the window in a sense and um i just heard a big bang through the the front door and i heard my mom screaming and um there were these what you call pseudo cops Mm -hmm. but not essentially cops obviously um they ransacked our our home. They hit my mom with a gun over the head. She passed out on the floor. And um, they basically took everything out of our home. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about everything broke so many things. We had a lot of glass objects in our home. Like when, you know, just things that my mom would have. It was, it felt like forever but it was definitely five minutes.
0: Mm.
2: And why I know that? Because it was from the time that I called the cops. But to say in more detail, I remember uh, going up to my mom and she was on the floor and there was a lot of blood and she was unconscious. First thing that came to mind was, I need to call, I need to call
0: 911.
2: Mm. Um, I, I went towards the phone The lines were cut um we were basically robbed and knowing that my grandparents were there i came back to my mom to see if she was conscious she's not me stepping all over the the glass i was cutting my feet and um i ran to my grandparents house and i was banging on the door and i yelled to my grandfather and i was like you know we just got robbed I think my mom's dead, I don't know. So my grandpa grabs his shotgun, he runs. Um, my grandma's calling uh, 911 and I'm there with her.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, she, my, my grandma only spoke Spanish. So I was, you know, basically translating. And um, I, my grandfather just went to my, our house. And then I follow my grandfather, and you know, picking up my mom, the ambulance everyone was there a policeman to just try to see if my mom was conscious they took my mom away and i sat there crying in the front porch with my feet full of blood and just thinking in my mind that i never want to be put in a situation like that and i didn't know my mom was going to make it mm. is was a very traumatizing time for me. I, I grew up with just my mother. I don't wanna cry, but <laughs> this is funny. just you um, getting raw Darcy, right? Um, it was really hard. And um, thankfully my mom came back and um, my our house, it was just, it was broken. And I just remember all those things, looking at everything that my mom had built was broke. She worked so hard for it to provide. It was a sense of, wow, like this is something that no kid, no one in life should ever go through, but unfortunately we do.
0: Yeah.
2: And that's where my criminal justice little brain i was like i want to be a cop Mm. you know i want to protect children i want to protect mothers i want to protect people in general to never feel this way again Mm -hmm. because things could have gone really sideways i could have gotten taken advantage of they couldn't take me they could have killed my mom and did they
1: they ever figure out who did it was there any kind of progress or
2: unfortunately no um it it really just came down to the unknown of who did it all what it what did end up happening was that while everything was going down i just remember there is people talking whatever you do do not hurt her Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it, it sounded a lot like it was someone we knew right um it, it could have been, you know, one of my my father's friends or something, but, you know, my father was incarcerated, um, unfortunately, for a conspiracy, which uh, uh, that's, brings it to another point of why I wanted to get into the criminal justice system mm-hmm. because I believe, you know, this is just not the right way, not a yeah, way right. to go. I wanted to be straight arrow. I, I looked up to my brother Frank so much that, he just built me to just become a better version of me Mm -hmm. um really challenged me throughout life because essentially after my grandfather passed away he was and honestly he's always been my father figure but knowing what i knew then and as you know growing up that's why um I went into that field wanting to be an FBI agent, wanted to, you know, I did my my minor in forensics and whatnot. Granted, uh, going to Texas State University and um, having the the body farm was Oh, the body farm? The body farm! farm. Yeah, the body farm! I'm pretty sure you've heard of it. Oh, Um, I know, I've been out there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun until you actually see the body (laughs) decomposing, you smell it, and you're like, holy cow. Uh, you're not gonna want to eat your lunch for a few days. Yeah. Um. But it, it everything was truly challenging, and I that's what brings Darcy to who she is today is the strength of hey, like you went through that, mm. you've gone through so many tribulations, and my mom was still thriving after that. Yeah,
0: yeah. She
2: was like, hey, this happened. I almost died. She she was back to work within. The next day, I'm like, mom, what are you doing? She's like, someone has to pay the bills. Someone needs to fix this. Mm-hmm. While there, I'm like scrapping up all the broken glass. And realistically, seeing that woman say, this is not going to break us.
0: Mm.
2: It's going to be a long time till we get back on our feet. And that's fine. Yeah, But this isn't it. This isn't this isn't the end of it. We're gonna keep going. We are going to thrive out of this. Right. Seek it as an opportunity to go above it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so me seeing that so young gave me so much callous of fuck that. I'm not going to mm-hmm. just fail and just. And what I mean by fail is I mean by me not being here today. Right.
1: Expiring. Exactly. So I got a question. Because as I think about this. Pour me a little bit
2: more of that, Of course, of course. No, and I like this
1: on-air description. (laughs) Like, (laughs) of (laughs) course, Dursi, I'll give you fucking. This
2: (laughs) This is really good stuff, sir. It's really good.
1: (laughs) So the Aquarius thing. Feeling understood, right? We talked about this. Seldom. I do now by my partner feel understood. That's after a litany of other relationships of which I did not feel understood. But the pre the, the, the inner core of you that is telling yourself I will not be broken, I will not fail, which is a great things to, to have it inside as motivations. What about I will not be vulnerable? As in, I will not let another person hurt me. This isn't me, I don't mean physically. Right. I mean emotionally. Has that right. is that a part of you too? Because I, I can see it being just neighbors right next to life's not gonna break me, nor is a partner. Does that make sense?
2: Yes, that totally makes sense. Um I have been putting myself in vulnerable situations um because I do believe in peacemaking. Mm. There's um, a lot of people in life in general, and then for me, that I consider friends that now are more in the sense of, you know, we get into altercations, degre- uh, disagree to, to agree, or right, however right. you want to say it, that. agree to disagree. And um, I feel that a lot of the times, you know, we say things because we want to be heard. Mm -hmm. But others take it so wrong. Again, being as Aquarius, Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. say things because we want to nip things in the butt. You know, we Uh want to be able to talk about a situation that you felt uncomfortable and be able to speak about it for the fruitness of your friendship, because you want to be able to continue that friendship.
0: Right, right, right. right. And
2: so people misconstrued us because they say, oh my God, she's too abrasive
0: Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. or um, she's just coming off as too strong. Mm -hmm. In reality, I'm just trying to get my point across so that we can have a real conversation about our emotions and our feelings so that we can put that past us Mm -hmm. so that's my sense of vulnerability of being able to still still after they don't understand me i take the high road Mm -hmm. and say you know what i see where you stand i'm now going to take a step back i'm going to let you do you i see and I'm, i'm i understand you now Mm
1: -hmm, I mm -hmm. get it.
2: You're not going to be the type of person that I can just have a true conversation with. There's
1: some boundaries now. Right. There's some limitations.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So now there's that boundary. So where I get vulnerable is where it hurts me inside that that person or friend Mm -hmm. can't understand me.
0: Ah. Right.
2: They don't understand me. And so they, misplace me as someone that's like you're too hard
1: Mm. too bold Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. aggressive mischaracterize you exactly yeah yeah
2: when truly i give a shit about you
1: right and you can't see it and you can't see it really you can't see it yeah Yeah, you can't see it
2: and and the fact that you're just you're just thinking a different way when i'm really telling you i i'm i'm here and i'm listening like give Mm -hmm. me something Mm -hmm. feed me something right talk to me Let me understand you because me, I want to understand other people. Cause if I got to modify some shit within me, then I'll do it.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: I'm not no one to be like, I'm again, I'm not perfect and I'm not gonna just continue down a path that I don't think that you, I should with you.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's self-awareness, isn't it? Exactly, self-awareness.
2: And I know that, and I wanna realize that from you. Mm -hmm. But if I might've told you something, or mention something yeah. and you didn't feel, it didn't sit well with you, then fucking tell me. Yeah.
1: No, and people don't do it. They, they, they don't set boundaries for themselves. They think that we're being, <laughs> that we're being too terse, too direct. And all of that is, it, it's all a ingest, or rather it's a goodwill gesture from us. We're just really trying to be honest right. and open and transparent to encourage the other person to be that. Right. The same way. Anyway, but that but that's something that I think we both kind of experience a lot, and hence why I think maybe often we we're, take we're chances. We certainly do. We're not afraid of new things. We're not afraid of different things. But
2: taking right? chances on people that still question. you. Oh
1: sure, God, I've done that way too many times.
2: too many times. That yeah. I'm like, why am I still doing this? Right.
1: I'm not. I'm not. How about okay? So I'm gonna phrase this in a question. I'm gonna say a statement, and then I'm gonna do a question i no longer am trying to save anybody (laughs) i am not superman i tried to be that i thought that that was the right way to be have you had any history of that trying to save people almost from themselves
2: i have um but again that's why i drew the line of boundaries Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. i'm like you know it, it comes to a certain point it's either we understand each other or we don't right you know, there's so much going on in life whether you have work, it's it's obviously work's always if you work, your career, your personal life. I'm married, I have, you know,
1: two cats, right? Two
2: cats and two dogs. I have my family. There's so much going on, there's so much noise that if the person in front of me is not becoming coherent mm-hmm. and understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm of what I'm trying to transpire yep, yep. and trying to get at, then then,
1: Dude, it's a waste of time. Man. It's a
2: waste of time. And then yeah. we're not connecting and it's okay. People all grow each other and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. We're just not aligned in that sense. And it's okay. We'll stay as acquaintances. I'm always happy to check in on you and see how you're doing. But are we going to continue to speak to each other in a manner where it's like, you're coming over to my place. We're gonna share a plate, yeah? For a glass of wine yeah
1: or Some a mezcal. mezcal yeah yeah okay so speaking of Mescal, because that's really how we met right I, i've been doing this thing a while you've been doing this thing a while working with brands working on the distribution side how long now have you been with rosaluna
2: so i've been with rosaluna for two and a half years that's incredible it is it's and magic
1: you I, and I, you asked me that and i like that you asked me because it made me feel like you cared, which I know you care, but in this particular, this this question you asked me, you said, well, tell me what you really think, right? Right. About I was like, I like it, it's super clean, really, really a nice mezcal, well-distilled espadina and all of that. And so I like it, I think it's good. I say that, I think the price is good. And then when I was having drinks, you showed up to Taco Flats, my friend Sergio, he was trying, he's like, man, this is fucking good. So (laughs) that's that from the the mouth of babes, from Sergio saying this, right? But tell me how this journey has been. Two and a half years later, do you feel different in your Mescal journey than when you started? I mean, I probably know the answer. I mean, but.
2: absolutely. Um, I have grown a true passion. And it's not just like, you know, in the past, I used to just drink mm-hmm. what I sold. And of course, right now I'm drinking what I sell, but not right now at this point in mine, <laughs> right the, we
1: went off the books yes I was yes, yes yes
2: we went off the books given the from where i'm from and yep. all that stuff but i genuinely did grow a huge passion with the mezcal industry mm-hmm. because at that point in time when i was slinging mezcal it was doma gay mm-hmm. right for me the notes of Domagate was a little bit too smoky. You know Ron Cooper's doing such a phenomenal job with you know everything he's done, Pachuga and everything. I say Patuaga cuz that was probably one of my favorite ones. Um however, when I was approached by this brand, I wasn't planning to leave RNDC. Um I was truly growing mm-hmm. there. Uh and this brand was like, hey, like, look, give it a try. And I'm like, Mezcal? I don't know. Like, because that's all really what I was drinking was gay So I was like, yeah, okay. And um, they sent me a bottle there before you say no. Sent me a bottle and I tried it and I was like, holy shit, this is great. Why? Because I am one of the people back then, one of the people that needed something that was gonna be approachable into the category. Yeah. Something that I'm able to say, this is gonna be a porch powder, like mm-hmm. f- for the cost mm-hmm. and the quality of it and behind it, the sustainability. But for me, it was about the story of them and not just that, but the taste. I was like, wow, this is great. The label, everything got into it. Two and a half years later, I mean, I, I truly do believe that what I'm doing and I'm setting forth with this brand is just creating so much magic. Mm-hmm. Because when people that are not that eloquent into, hey, I don't know Mezcal, because you do know those people that go into that store, is like, I'm not really familiar with Mezcal. They even at times call it tequila. And they're yep. like, I don't know where should I start. And I do believe that Rose Luna should be that,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Start there and then you can move yourself up. Yep. Rose Luna is the, the, the brand that you can actually just be so approachable and great in cocktails and it's just, it's a beauty. And, and I, and I say it not just because I, I sell it and you know, I, I aspire for it, but because the people that work for us and the people back in oaxaca mm-hmm. that i met mendes family they they truly are so amazing we're so well connected shoot they they sent us bottles uh for our wedding in oaxaca our oh, ceremony wedding in oaxaca they rebranded the label oh really so it was um the label said dercy it's, it's dercy and saul the cabras espadine they rebranded the label actually the the bottle looked exactly that like we're looking oh, at right now oh. yeah and so they 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 made it that way and we were drinking it all our friends were like what this is so cool we're in oaxaca we're drinking mezcal we're drinking Durcy and Souls mezcal this is so cool and it's like it's not Durcy's and Souls mezcal it was actually rosaluna and it was actually batch number four, oh, really? which is magic four Um, which is on your left forearm yes it's magic four which is insane how everything's kind of coming together no because as you know i've told you saul and i we originally got married licensed married was on april 4th -hmm. the fourth day at 4 p.m
0: yeah
2: and the father which is his uncle married us in the icu room before my mom passed away so i wanted my mom to see that we were I was gonna be okay. That we were gonna be okay. So when I yeah. family, because essentially, like every, all of my siblings were married and everybody was good, mm-hmm. but I wanted to show her that and I wanted her to be a part of that. And so when the the father, uh, he signed the document. He's like, "Oh wow, well, look four four and I was like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "It's an angelic number." Mm. And so we had our ceremony in Oaxaca. Everybody is drinking. Rosaluna Espadín Mezcal, and it was magic four. And I was like, wow, this is just this is this is my mom. She's yeah. here. Yeah. She's here. And and everybody says, like, oh my God, Mezcal is just it is just so aggressive. It's too smoky. It's not approachable. It's like, no, it's not that, guys. Yeah. Understand the culture of Mezcal. And I'm speaking to the master right here in front of me. Oh, you know on. so much about it. And, and, and I love that I'm sitting here with you and we're speaking about this because I can learn so much from you as well. Mm. But just in general, speaking about this makes me so much more happier because it just aligns. Yeah, It aligns and it's like my purpose is for something. I'm here today for a reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We're the top three. Uh, number mezcal number three i'm sorry let me repeat that revert that <laughs> we are number three in our category at southern glazers for our price point mm-hmm. year to date
1: yeah it's amazing work i and again i do like the mezcal and it's been when i like the people involved it's easier also to like the them <laughs> because like if it's a shitty brand person stuff I'm like i can just take it or leave it you know yeah but i do love it and i've really privilege that i've gotten to spend more time with it and more time with you so i got a, a couple questions left for you and you know my mom her mom passed some time ago my grandma and she tells me she says i talk to her all the time my mom talking to her her mom and coming from my mom that's not strange like because we're we're we believe in all the things You know, it's like I've seen a ghost and it's like ghosts don't exist. Okay, fine. Well then you tell me what happened when I was in Boulder College. You mean La
2: Yorona isn't real? Like all that stuff. Come on.
1: Exactly. (laughs) But knowing how how about this? Because things that are really close to us, whether it's art, whether it's music, whether it's pets, whether it's people, they never leave us truly. Never. And so you still talk to your mom, I imagine. Always. What it what's what is 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 it something that you set yourself to be because you're always open to it but is it a a moment a place you go is it a mind frame is it a time of day what is the the practice there
2: so with how i connect with my mother um it's it's very special so when i'm feeling my downest Mm -hmm. and i don't want to ever say this that it's just always on my down Mm -hmm. it's also on my success. Sure, of course. Means it. Una meta, lo que sea. Made a new dish, hice mole,
0: mm-hmm.
2: construye, construye algo. Este con mi mamá, todo el tiempo es del corazón. It's always from the mm-hmm. heart. It's always when I'm like, man, mom, normally times like this, I always call you mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. advice about how to deal with a certain situation. What I do find is silence. Mm-hmm. I drive, as you know, <laughs> drive a lot. Yeah. Um, My mom comes to me when I'm driving
0: mm-hmm.
2: in a sense of I'm not doubting myself, but I'm doubting a certain thing that I have to go and place. Mm-hmm. So if I have to go pitch something, I'm like, no, like what is going on? And then boom, my mom is like, don't forget. You chase for what you want. Mm. You're gonna get for what you want if you're confident enough.
0: Mm-hmm. I love
2: Confidence is the biggest thing my mom ever gave me.
0: Yeah.
2: Always. Aside from her saying you don't have an option to fail, Mm -hmm. I get it, but at the end of the day, I still miss her deep down inside. But her coaching abilities of being able to raise me to this strong woman—shoot, I wake up in the morning, you know, with my husband, which she always cooks breakfast. We're making coffee, we're feeding the cats and the dogs and whatnot, and in we're doing our thing in the morning and then I clock in, right? Mm -hmm. So then first I wanna make sure the family is good, family first, then business, boom, get it set and get it going. And that's one thing my mom always did. So implementing that Mm -hmm. has really brought a lot to it. And that's what I say, my mom comes to me in different forms and different fashions. For example, if I'm having a disagreement with my husband I can hear my mom. The moment I raise my tone mm-hmm. just a slight bit, I'm not yelling. yeah.
0: yeah.
2: The moment I s- just raise my tone slight bit, I can remember my mom saying, Bájale el volumen. <laughs> Bájale el volumen. Calmate. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Abajo, mija. Abajo. Calmada, ser mm-hmm. calmada, porque nada bueno te va a traer de ustedes estar peleando. Mm-hmm. No los quiero así, no quiero ver eso. Esa es in a sense that I, my mom's always watching.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure she is. I believe that. I truly do.
2: So if she's always watching, then I need to be able to do the right thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I live... In in a shadow of her, in a sense, mm. that I always carry her truly deeply in my heart, and then I hope that, you know, people that are listening, that I know at times, you know, we take our parents for granted, and we might not have the best, uh, you know, bonds with them, but I think it's very important that even if you don't, you try. And you make yourself vulnerable if in case your parents are not the best. Make yourself vulnerable in a state of making sure you let them in because you never know how much longer you may have them. Right. Ask for forgiveness. Forgive them because you don't ever know when the, the light might just turn off.
1: Yeah, I think that's wise advice for people that you love. And people that are in your life, and even friends, even Absolute. friends, it's even friends. It works both ways. So, last question for you, and I think maybe I know how you're gonna answer, but <laughs> I might try to, to limit it to, to something else. Um, but ask everybody. You can sip a Rosaluna anywhere in the world; doesn't matter where. With any person living or deceased, who might you like to sip a mezcal with? My mom. Yeah, as expected. So, which is great. Yeah. Did she drink?
2: My mom didn't, mm. but she tried it. Yeah, um, she tried it and she loved it. I she's actually besides my wonderful husband. Um, before I jumped on board with Rosaluna, I remember uh, the VP predecessor to Rosaluna um, sent her a bottle and was like, "I want your daughter to come work for us." Mm. My mom's like, "I don't drink, but I'm gonna try it." She's like. This reminds me of the roots of oh, wow. where we come from. Mija, dalegas.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
2: Yes, it's, it is. It truly is a blessing. And so I feel that, you know, as hard life can be, everything that my mom has given me, anything that anyone can have given anybody all the tools in life, use that, implement that, and everything will be okay. And please, like, reach out to you, your friends, your family, your foes, anybody. Shit, I've, I've gotten to the point where I've even gotten even closer to my father even than I ever was before because I had true anger because I, you know, mm. he left us at a very young age. But you have to learn to forgive, to purify your soul, to keep moving on. Yeah. Because if not, you're going to keep digressing and you're going to have somewhat of, like, regret and that's not what you want to have if you want to be successful in life you have to learn to forgive you have to learn to understand to be vulnerable you have to understand and know when there there's a boundary at set yeah and just fucking be strong mm. and go after it because no one else is going to do it for you but you yeah and just just do it because you have one shot at life one freaking shot at life Be the best version of yourself.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And like, I didn't really, so this is the thing is, as we wrap now, that we had great conversation, night finally get to know each other a little bit more. And, but this conversation, as I'm looking at it and kind of almost immediately reflecting on it as I'm in this moment with you, I think this is something that everybody needs to hear. Absolutely. You know, and... I'm not sure that you've ever had the opportunity to talk about it in this way. I didn't. And to me it feels like you've been thinking about this and you've been articulating it and writing a manuscript in your mind for so long and you finally like got it out on the page. Yeah. I, I feel really privileged to, to to be in this moment with you to to right. to hear it for the first time. You're right. reading it aloud, you know. Right. And it's it's very meaningful. So there's I really appreciate you taking the time out to Absolutely. It's been a pleasure
2: absolutely it's been a pleasure thank you so much for having me here um i will say that i truly truly am very much amazed by everything that you're doing yourself thanks. if anybody ever gives you any praise you're a true artist in your own lifestyle yeah thank you i walk in through that door and i saw a piano <laughs>
1: it's a beautiful <laughs> piano indeed so we'll talk soon thanks so much thank you Cheers. Well, there we have it. Dercy Kaberov, of Rosa Luna, Mezcal. She just got a promotion. Now seeing so much more of the market. She's bringing someone in in Houston. The team is increasing. Her impact on this industry is increasing. And I certainly admire how much she's working out. I don't know at my age. I say at my age, right? I'm 44 now, but I take care of myself, you know. But I don't know that I could bust my ass as much as Darcy does. Even if I wanted to drink more. So I'm so in awe of seeing all these workout posts. And it's the real deal. It's not like she's trying to tell us that she's better than us or any of that. I mean, she's just trying to say that health is very, very important. And I think it's also very important to note on her birthday today that this conversation, you get the sense that she wants to evolve. She wants to constantly grow. She wants to learn. And that is something, that curiosity is what keeps us young. And that curiosity is what keeps us respecting and being empathetic towards each other as well. And that is not a rant, but I did get a wonderful vibe from Durstie as we talked about what were some very horrific events in her childhood. And I'm glad it's there. I'm glad it's out. I'm glad that she has this story and that everybody can admire the journey that she's had so far. So, Darcy, thanks so much for chatting with me. And thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how ecstatic you are that you have HBO Max and can watch all the chopped episodes, or if you're thinking, I probably need to take the clothes out of the washer right now. Please, keep thinking.